0: going on everybody we're back with another episode of woke this week's topic cultural appropriation now the thought came to me and i'm gonna pass the question to my guests in the studio today jeffrey's back in the studio you all know you all know so i was watching the breakfast club one day and one of the guests on there i forget his name but he basically in the midst of their conversation talking about rap um, Charlemagne asked him. Um, uh, Michael mouse. Eric Dyson. Oh, yeah, Michael Eric Dyson. I
1: think that might have been who he was talking to. but Was he a heavy set, light skinned older gentleman? I think Michael Eric Dyson. He's been on there a few times. He's a light skinned man, uh, heavier set. I believe he's a professor, but he's got a book about Jay Z. He wrote about Jay Z's raps and just uh, the different ways it's affected the culture. And I think he's had quite a few more books. That, that might be who you're talking about. I'm, might, maybe not, but if not, he's a good person to go look up. He's interesting.
0: I'll definitely look him up, but I. I don't think that was him. I think the dude I saw was much smaller. But basically, he asked him how he felt about the rapper Jack Harlow. And he stopped. He was like, you know, I, I got an issue with white rappers. And that's where it hit me the boom podcast topic. <laughs> so that's why we're here today. We're talking about cultural appropriation. So before we get into the things through it that we're going to cover, Jeffrey, like what do you perceive as cultural appropriation?
1: I think, well, cultural appropriation, a.k.a cap um not really but uh i think that it's a weird needle to thread right because i think there's a way to honor another culture that is not appropriating it i think figuring out where the line is with that is like where it's difficult um i don't think you can tell someone you can't rap because of your skin color i don't think you can do that now if he was out here sat uh trying to like parody or satirize I guess is that the word, be satirical and act like a black person was out here trying to you know put on looks then I would be like yeah that's cultural appropriation he's just using it you know to get ahead and I think it's difficult because we don't know these people especially if we're talking about you know celebrities in general but I think if we want to identify one that's more so very blatant I think we could talk about uh, Miley Cyrus's quick you know sauntering into the hip-hop culture back in like 2013 2014 you know tongue out doing all this other stuff appearing in a lot of hip-hop songs and then just kind of was like all right that's done and that could very well be hers an artist, just like all right i went through that phase and i'm moving forward but i think you have to be very careful because it's like so you wanted to sell more records so you did this and you know okay you're done with it but in the same token we have to be careful because what are we saying our culture is and that's where it, you know, are we trying to say the stereotypes are us, or are we trying to say that the acts, you know, it's very difficult, I think, to figure out where to pinpoint um, the line, but I think that there are some people who absolutely want to appreciate a culture that they're not a part of, and I think what's going to be important is just educating people on how they can do that without being offensive, you know, I can think if we just go the route of saying you can't do this, then we just kind of, take the same playbook as the people that's told us that we as black people couldn't go to some high society place because they didn't think that that was who our culture was. I think it's about what you view as your culture and also about how you view appropriation versus respect. So. And
0: I definitely will co-sign that with you just because, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just one of those things where it's like, if it's coming from a place of genuine care, respect, um, idolization, admiration, and love, then I don't feel like it's appropriation at all. It, it's not. And it's like when you said that, it basically made me think of like, you know, um, for those out there who are big Pop Smoke fans, he's um, recently was in a movie. It was about a Chinese guy who wanted to like go pro for basketball. And it's, it was one of those things where like he keeps making like remarks and like saying comments to him, basically making him feel less because he's Asian playing a black dominant sport, making him feel like he's appropriating our culture. But it's just like with some things you have to look at, into it more deeply, and you have to get like you said because we don't know the person. Like I know where people tried to cancel Eminem. Because like he's a white rapper, but if you really know, like he grew up idolizing those rappers like Dr. Dre, who he had the honor to work with. He's like he's from Detroit, so what do you think he's all around? And it's just like one of those things where you really have to look into it. So it's like with the white rap statement, like I get it in some aspects. Like Little Pump, I think that's a culture appropriator. Yeah. Like Takashi Six Nine, that's a culture yeah. appropriator. Oh, yeah. Like the, those people aren't. I mean, those people are, but someone like Eminem who actually respects and takes time for the craft, and appreciates the culture, isn't.
1: And I'll give you another good example. I think somebody, you know, I definitely agree with you. A Lil Pump or a 6 9 is someone who is just going to be a cultural you-know-what rider. Um, it's just about what's going to make me the most money, who's going to do what I want to do. I mean, look at Lil Pump, I ain't even going to get into politics, let me stop. But, you know, I say all that to say there's a difference between people like that, and then somebody might think I'm out of pocket with this, but look at somebody like Lil Dicky. He came into the rap game but does not try to emulate other people. He respects it, and if you sp- speak with him, he is very talented lyrically. He respects all the hip-hop greats and can tell you information about people like Biggie, people like Jay-Z, not you know things like that, and I think that that's where the line is. If he was just coming in here with no knowledge of hip-hop, with no respect for it, and just was like, I want to do this to make some money and have fun and just be like, oh, ha then it's going to come through. But if you have somebody who truly understands what culture they're actually like, trying to, I think there's culture appropriation, then there's paying, uh, you know, homage to something. Yeah, like I think that it's very difficult. But I think there are that's a great uh, yin and yang type situation with little dicky on one side and then like a six nine on the other. So
0: definitely, and it's. It's I think black people just sometimes don't want to have that conversation just because we have had a lot of things taken from us. And that's definitely fair. Like, I know a bunch of people who hate Elvis. He took a lot of shit from Chuck Berry. Yes. But and that's someone who is a cultural appropriator. But yes. someone like, for example, we're going to go into Bruno Mars now because I know you love Bruno Mars. I love Bruno Mars. Y'all go listen to Silk Sonic. Like, it's yeah. It's out. It's fire. God, it's good. God, he's so talented.
1: And they holding that album like they ain't got nothing else to do, which they said, yeah, we're going to keep rolling these singles out until we're going to do it till the wheels fall off. And I'm like, y'all can't just drop this album for us. Come on, let us relive the 70s. Come on, give it to us. But whatever.
0: No, for real, like, listen to it, skate. Make you feel like you want to go to a roller rink. It, it really, it, and I don't even like skating, but I'll damn sure I'll go for that song. <laughs> it's like look like roll bounce up That's in there. You're <laughs> a best man, but it's like someone like Bruno Mars, because he has been attacked, and I'm gonna use that word honestly. He has been attacked, not physically, of course, but by black people saying that he's appropriating our culture. But he's always given the respect and the homage. To those who he's influenced by like um, Marvin Gaye, James Brown, even Elvis, you know, but like growing up, you didn't really know that until mm-hmm. you get older. But he still has given that respect to black people where it should have been. But the one time he forgot yeah, <coughs> and joy. like everyone wanted to tell me because it's like it goes back to saying like you do one thing wrong and no one wants to forget That's it. Right. Like and it sucks. So it's like, you know, not just speaking on the terms of him as like one of your favorite artists, but just like from the situation period. How did you feel about that?
1: so i think that my l- viewpoint of this is a little bit different i think that it's just like you said he has always said where his inspirations came from he has never been on stage he's not a rachel dole is all that says he's fully black he you know is open about his culture you know i think a lot of people guess that he is black or a descendant of you know african and things like that and they don't know that he is more uh pacific islander and i don't know his exact racial makeup so excuse me for that but I, don't th- I think that with what he, if, in general, look at how much he's added to the culture versus what someone can view as him taking away from that one experience. It's not even close. I think that, you know, Anderson uh, Anderson Pac, or Pac, I can't remember the way to say his name, but I think that he was already, you know, an up-and-coming musician, but I think partnering with Bruno has made him be even more in the uh, public eye, and so I think that's another way he's uplifting other artists of the culture that he is respecting and being a part of. And I think that you can be a part of a culture that you weren't born into and be respectful of it and celebrate it. But I think there's a difference between someone saying, oh, well, since he's doing R&B or hip-hop music, uh, he's appropriating culture. There's a difference between that and then someone who's like, a group of, you know, say there was a group of Hispanic people all of a sudden wanted to put on the traditional African garb and do dance and stuff. That is cultural appropriation because they have no knowledge and it's just being done for some sort of, you know, and I say that just as an example, nothing specific. But, you know, there's definitely a difference, and I think sometimes people just get up in arms, and I agree with you. I think that we as a culture have been hurt so much over the years just because our culture has been taken because it's like, yeah, your culture is good enough to take, but you, your skin color, that's a little bit too much. That's where that comes from. Um, and I think we see it even today. If we look at, uh, and if I'm off topic with this, feel free to let me know. But I think if we look at the Olympics that are happening right now, the way people are responding to um, the black female athletes who are going through different trials and tribulations, everyone has their own thing, they're happening. But it's just amazing how sports are viewed with cultural appropriation in mind and how how do I put this? Because I want to make sure. Do you get what I'm trying to go no, for here? Um, just that it's okay for us to be represented there because sports, quote-unquote, that's seen as a part of our culture, but it's because we're entertaining or because we're there to you know, be in the stage. It's like, you know, we, ain't, we don't care about you, but what you add to what we think is interesting, we do care about. I guess that's how I'm trying to relate it, just that our culture has always been good enough to take and steal, and people have done that, but I don't think everyone is trying to do that, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, no, that makes perfect sense. It's one of those things where it's like I wish that sometimes, like, our people would just take a step back instead of just being so quick to judge. Like, I get it, you know. I completely get it. We've had a lot of stuff taken from us, and it sucks. It really does. It's very heartbreaking. But we sometimes forget that there are good people in the world. Yes. There are good people in the world who are just talented. Like, I and appreciate our culture. Like, I don't see anyone going after Sean Paul, like, He's really not fully i mean, <laughs> like he's not really fully black. I have never seen someone come after John B like back in the day. Or like um color me bad. Like I can keep going on and on and on about it. And
1: something else even I myself can say, I personally I'm half black, half white. If I do something that is more part of my black culture, am I appropriating because I'm not fully you know, that's where people always want to jump and judge and it's like just like you said, take a step back and number one understand that everything don't require your opinion. Now, if it's something that's outrightly disrespectful and outrightly is someone just trying to, you know, profit off of a culture they know nothing about, that's one thing. And I think something you and I was mentioning earlier, Michael B. Jordan got in trouble for this recently. He had started a, I think it was a rum line or something. I'm going to pull it up just to make sure I don't misquote or misread. Uh, and it was going to be called Jovert. And it was, uh, yeah, it was his rum line. And so he basically was told he needed to change it because Javert is also the name of a celebration that has, like, 18th century roots in Trinidad. And, like, it's, it's a big thing. I don't know much about it myself, so please go look it up if you want more information. But I say that to say people were checking him because he's not Trinidadian, but he wanted to appropriate their culture in order to sell a product that shows that we also got to keep in mind we as black people are capable of uh, appropriating culture just like, you know, other races are as well. I think we can't always think of it as, you know, white people appropriating our culture because there are people in other, you know, ethnicities and just different things that have tried deeply to get into black culture. If you look at how, I think one of the best ways I can say it is, think back to the movies and TV shows of the early 2000s and how you saw a lot of different groups trying to emulate black culture because that was quote-unquote cool. Like, different shows that would have the sagging pants and the hip-hop slang and just name-dropping artists but not really talking about their impact on the culture. You know, I think a lot of shows and movies will name-drop Tupac and Biggie, but will they really say what they did for the culture? And will they really say why those people mean so much? Because too, too many times... People get bogged down on what personal issues a person has gone through, and they kind of block out what that person meant for the entire culture and things that came after it. So, I think that's something to also keep in mind. Is you, you get what I mean, like it's a very threading the needle type situation. Like I said,
0: and I just really, really just want us to understand that with some things. Like you said, we don't need to voice our opinion. And it's unfortunate. It's like, yo, chill out. Like, sometimes enjoy it. Enjoy like it. It, if, it. Like I said, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Because with the Bruno Mars conversation, when that happened on the um, YouTube channel called Grapevine, it was, it's a roundtable of a bunch of black people talking about different topics. And when this came up, one brother, and I think I may have mentioned it on the show um, previously, but I'm going to reiterate it for this episode. He, he asked him. He was like, y'all, he said, I'm going to be real. I don't really listen to him. I don't really have an opinion, but for y'all who are upset, are you mad because he's doing it, or are you mad because he's successful?
1: I mean, that right there I think hits the nail on the head. Me personally, at the end of the day, you can have a conversation with someone if you disagree about them supporting a certain artist or any individual. But at the end of the day, say I'll take this Bryn Morris for an example. Say it was something that you felt truly passionate about, and you were like, I just can't uh, get behind this, and I can't accept it. I don't know why you would, Jeff. At the end of the day, I can just say, I respect your opinion, but I'm going to support what I want to support, and you feel free to not support it, and let's go on a merry little way, because have you noticed, for example, when there's like a TV show or different things on YouTube that relate to a show or a song or just anything, an artist, there's always somebody that's commenting, can't stand how this season is going, or I can't stand how this actress is doing, or I can't stand how this artist is approaching their new music. It's like, so you got the time to sit here and comment and tell people what you don't like, but you could just not support it. I think that's, you know, my main point here is that you ain't got to like everything that's on the plate, but you also can't tell somebody else what they can and can't like. Um, now, that's not to say there's some people who are going to sit on a moral high ground and say, you know, it doesn't matter. Cultural appropriation is fine. You're going to run across people like that. But it's about holding people accountable when it's a situation that is potentially harmful to the culture versus just getting up in arms every time we, you know, that buzzword gets hit in our head or that, you know, dog whistle goes off that we're like, oh my God, what's happening? And It's I think we need to also say this isn't me saying, oh, well, we just need to accept and let people do what they want to do. I'm just trying to say, let's not give energy to things that are beneath us. There are always going to be people who try to appropriate culture in general. But in this instance, we'll talk about black culture. You know, there's always going to be people out there who want to appropriate it. Just like you said, if we want to have a hard conversation, people need to do some research into Elvis Presley and truly figure out who he was and what he stood for, not only with the uh, culture that he you know, appropriated from black people. But also, if we really want, I'm not trying to start, no, you know what, Storm, but, you know, look at the age of his wife when he married her and a few other things like that and let's, you know, really talk. But I say that to say, um, it's, it's gone back generations and years. It's always been a thing. You know, we just haven't been the dominant, you know, group in our society. But we are a group that does have a lot of innovations and there's a lot of, you know, we are a brilliant culture. You know That's one thing that I love so much about myself is that I'm a byproduct of black culture, and I love every piece of it. Music, art, television, just every medium. I I think that we constantly change the narrative and change the game, and I think we will always do that. But I also think that there's always going to be people who try to do the same thing with us, and there are some people of our own group who try to appropriate it. And it's just... It's about when to go at somebody and when not to. But also, I think, and I mentioned this before in different times I've spoken, I think we also have to focus on when can we educate somebody. You know, when is it something where, say, Jack Harlow, for example, if we, you know, we're going to go with your friend's idea. Say that he is somehow appropriating or doesn't know that he's doing it. Should we just cancel him effectively because he's doing it and be done with it? Or should we say, hey, brother, you know, can you understand the background or do you understand? Can we have a conversation just to make sure – that you aren't just hopping on this because it's popular, that it's something that you actually love and respect, because there are tons of people from different backgrounds who eat, sleep, and breathe black culture, or, you know, in this instance, we'll talk about hip-hop. I know people of different races who are far more knowledgeable about hip-hop than me myself, and I think that that's okay. I love seeing people's love for different parts of our culture because I see how beautiful it is, so I think there is a difference between admiration and appropriation. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Sorry, I was fumbling over my words, but drawing that line and figuring out where that is and also trying to educate I think is going to be important and I think it's going to be important for things for you know just our people as a whole is let's educate people so that way when somebody steps out of line we can say you knew better so now we can hold you accountable let's do education and then accountability and not the flip side of that you know what I'm saying So
0: it has to be like you said We it has to be some sort of education there like with some things i definitely agree it should just be canceled yeah. like, like you put blackface, <coughs> on. yeah exactly you putting blackface on someone that you trying to rap oh yeah you're yeah. gone but it's like somebody like little pump like six nine like i don't really hear y'all as loud as for the people who do respect it and that's where to me where some of the issue is right there it's like you know if you don't like the person doing it there's some people like six nine like go ahead and cancel him that mm. That dude just got to get the hell on. Like, go ahead and go. But somebody like uh, Eminem, like Jack Harlow, um, hell, even Channing Tatum, who like you know has been in those like dance movies, and you can tell that those are like hip hop dance moves and shit like that. And so like, what do like? Where 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 are we drawing the line at?
1: Well, and let's also be clear, these people ain't successful just because only mm-hmm. white folks or Hispanic folks or you know Asian people are supporting them. There's a lot of us that are supporting it because we like a beat or we like, you know, a certain part of it. If you want to stand behind and try to call somebody out on something, you need to be ready to not support what they're doing if you really feel that vocally about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I think there are people who want to talk, you know, they want to talk about how somebody else is doing so much bad stuff. But then when you're like, oh, so you're not listening to the music and you're not like supporting them, and they're like, well, no, I'm still, you know, listening to. I'm but I don't want to. I don't appreciate. It. It's like, no, nah, 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 nah. nah. If you want to get out here, if you want to stand on your soapbox and come for that man's throat, you don't need to be out here listening to it on low, being cool with it. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's difficult because I do think with music, a good beat can change the game for something. But I think it's holding people accountable for what they say and do versus, yeah, they could. I think, for example, Kanye has had a great, great effect on, you know, the culture musically. However, however there is a lot of ways where he has done things that I think we could have a full conversation about appropriation and also just, uh, I don't want to say this, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm tripping over words because I don't want to go too far and I don't want to be funny because I'm not trying to talk down about this man, but I'm using it as an example to say there are a lot of people out here that are appropriating, but because we like what they produce, we cool with it. So I say I think we just need to develop a stance, and if you don't like something, don't support it. And if it's something that you feel is damaging, then go out there and make sure you have your voice heard. I'm not saying nobody can't speak up about what they don't like. Like, I don't think I want you to just sit here and think that I'm saying, yeah, well, if you don't like it, just be quiet. It's cool. No, I just mean pick and choose your battles and figure out when is there an educational moment and when is it just something where you got to be like, I'll wash my hands of it. Excuse me. Um, Yeah.
0: And I'm glad that you like brought that up. But before I continue, I just do want to give a shout out to my sponsor, Chalet Clothing. Everyone, hey. please, you know, hey, hey. <laughs> go ahead, and give it, go ahead, and give it a look. They got new stuff out, new workout gear out, swimming trunks out. That's C H A L E Clothing. It's one word. Look it up on Instagram or on Facebook or on their website at chaletclothing.com. New arrivals also coming this fall, so definitely give it a look. But to continue with the conversation it's like everything you just said it's like yeah pick and choose mm-hmm. it's like you can't keep jumping on um, Eminem oh he said the n-word one time okay well is he continuing, to say it? Yeah, is he continuing saying it no has he been educated m- 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 more than more than likely yeah. I honestly sure believe somebody, somebody has checked him but it's like like you said it's pick and choosing and like basically like there's somebody I know and he's not african-american and he's not white either so i'ma let that run in y'all's imagination of what he is (laughs) but basically where he grew up in his dominant area it was blacks hispanics and filipinos and so he started saying the n-word and he got checked when he came to college and he started doing really more deep and respecting into our culture. Now you know he cool. He wear Jordans. He rock with the polo. He hang with the brothers. Black girlfriend. Cool. No one has had an issue with that, and I personally don't either. Like I'm glad that he was checked in a manner of respect, and that's what I'm my point. I'm getting to. It's just sometimes it has to be respect because there's some people out here who just don't know. They just. They just did it. That's what they grew up around. That's what they've been around. That's who they were. Like, for example, like, if you've seen the movie House Party 2, um, kid's roommate, the white dude, white dude with dreads, like, he was educated on the culture, and it was from a place of respect. But he was a white dude at predominantly black school, and in the first class of the day, when they was talking about the white devil, the teacher called him out and was like, well, since we got one, let's see how one thinks. And he basically was like, well, you know, that is true white people have been hard to you but somebody like me who's been educated in respects to history you can't honestly hate me because that's actually doing a disservice to you and i think he was right and like yeah you know he wore the baggy clothes like i said he had dress. he smoked weed but he also talked about how he was educated because i believe he said his stepdad was black so it was like Someone took the time, but sometimes we're just so quick to combat that we don't care about the contents.
1: I think that there's two parts of this. So, one, I think that we as a culture have a trauma based response that when we see something that we identify as that, we have that vitriol where we're just like, uh uh-uh, uh, gotta be against it, gotta get rid of it, you know, f them, dah, 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 because of the trauma that's been inflicted in previous generations. But just like you said, someone who has not done that someone who is not trying to be disrespectful someone who appreciates it there's ways ways to check it i think that for example this is a side story i think the show Grownish, the first season had a character where they were like they checked him after a few episodes to be like hey uh you know this this don't this ain't sitting right with us why are you acting like that and he was educated and changed what he did and life went on so you know i think that is a big piece of what was that last thing you were saying because there was another point i was going to make
0: um, about how um, like his stepfather was the one that educated him? That's it.
1: I think that something else we are going to have to understand is as life goes on and this country becomes even more of a melting pot, you're going to have different people who are either adopted into a certain family or raised in a certain family who are mixed race and something like that, and we're not going to be able to just judge straight away based on looking at someone, oh, what well, they're appropriating because what if, for example, say you one day adopted a white child from birth, and they that's your child. That's your son. He watches you, he emulates you, he likes the music you like, the culture you like. He has been, you know, quote unquote baptized in it and appreciates it. Well, if he's seen, you know, singing Al Green on the side of the street, someone's gonna say, He's appropriating culture. And it's like, Well, no, his father who has raised him Showed him that culture. He appreciated it, has respect for it, can tell you who. I mean, I'm not choosing this as a you know example, but can tell you who Al Green is, can tell you all these different artists that played a role in R&B of the 70s and something like that. You can't call that person an appropriator because they're not doing it with no knowledge. They're doing it out of respect because they enjoy it. And so my thing is I'm never going to tell anybody of a different race, culture, et cetera, et cetera, that they can't enjoy something that happens to be in my culture. Because that would be like saying, uh, and I don't want to be funny about this, let me make sure I say this correctly. but let's say that, look, what's an area you, you say we could say we have the market cornered in? For-
0: Shit, oh, black people love anime. Well,
1: they- <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Oh, here's a great way to put it. What if uh, we had, because I think we have a lot of people now with podcasts, YouTubers and things like that, that are black creators who love anime and have started to make con- have made content and really enjoy it and have a profound effect. But what if all of a sudden Japanese people are like, y'all appropriate? Let's, let's take a look at it from another point of view. Because it's just like what we're talking about. Now, we on the state side of things, if something like that were to go down like, you can't talk to him like that because he ain't appropriate. Well, we got to have that same energy when it appears like someone else is doing it to us. That's all I'm saying. I think being aware of when to check somebody, when to educate somebody. And, you know, that is something that we individually have to do work with ourselves on. But I think that's the best example I could use is we appreciate, because I enjoy anime and so do you, we appreciate their culture. We're not appropriating it we're celebrating because it's an art form we enjoy and now because of even that show i think it's called yasuke or something like that you know that's one of the big animes that recently came out where the main protagonists are people that black descent and you don't really see that as much you know in many 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 animes at least you haven't historically so could i guess that's a question right there because i forget what's uh the brother's name i always forget it but i loved his work he was in uh black messiah and he was also in atlanta um you know who I'm talking lord have mercy lamont uh laKeith Stanfield i think that's his name uh i think you're right i think that might be him you know he created that show yasuke and it's about you know the yeah yes he did perfect uh and so that's a great example so what about in japan right now what if they saw that show and we were like oh so he's going to appropriate our culture and make an anime you know and use his culture it, because that's where we have to have and i'm not saying anything's right or wrong i'm just want to bring the thought to the table i play devil's advocate here and there about things so it's like what side of the uh, you know, argument will we be on in this situation? Because technically, they could be seen as right. But just like I said, if he respects anime, and I know that in seeing interviews he's done, he has supported anime for a very long time and can tell you about the history of different things. But it's like, is he wrong or is he right? And also, we can't really sit here and say, you have to have a certain threshold of knowledge to like our culture. Like, I don't think that can be a thing either. Um, so... I don't know it's just those are things i think we need to think about and keep in mind that it's not cut and dry it is not see something that's it f them they're done because how does that service i think the more we educate people the less animosity we're going to have because too many people i think in situations where tensions are high which you know arguably understandable um i think that people jump the gun a little bit and don't really approach things from a calm point of view because like i said it's that trauma response and this is just my own personal thinking, I'm not a doctor, I ain't you know, licensed yet. Um, well, soon, but not yet. Uh, but I say that to say, it's just, I think that we all have to get to a point where we are open to just calmly having a conversation and saying, hey, I disagree with this and I don't like it. Can we talk about it? And that's it. Like, and you can come out of a situation like that disagreeing with each other, but being like, at least we had it and you understand my point of view and I understand yours. We can go our separate ways and ain't got to say nothing else. But I think getting that understanding is what's important.
0: It's just, like you say, getting the understanding. But it's like, it's still, to me personally, it's just things that I keep going into Like, there are people who are just going to be hypocritical about yeah. it. And especially black people because it's like, oh, it's cool that white dude hooping with us and you know him and you got the time to know him. But. White dude who dat me up that you don't know. is like, oh, what's up, bro? Like talking black and you side eye him. And it's like, oh, well, how come you ain't doing the same thing over there? Like this, I I hate that we do that, but we do that. Like, um, who who was it? uh damn, 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 um, oh, damn. yeah, oh, damn. <laughs>
1: damn, damn, <Jeez>. damn. <laughs> 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 <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah, yo,
0: she threw that punch bowl straight on the ground <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: it, it'll come back to me but it's still one of those things where it's like exactly how you said we just need to have that conversation but we're just in that progressive time now where we don't want to hear nothing it's just how we feel is right and let's just be real sometimes it's just facts over feelings that's what it is like yes we have the right to be upset that our culture has been taken away from a lot Uh, from us a lot and that is fair but on the flip side you don't know that person you don't know who they are you don't know their story you don't know where they're from so that's when it comes down to okay we need to have a conversation versus some people who are appropriating and they're appropriating outwardly definitely check them let them know what's up get mad get rowdy but with some stuff like you said we need to pick and choose our battles when it comes to this because it is a sensitive topic and it's an important topic because no one wants to feel like something that makes them uniquely them is being taken away and that's fair but you have to find that line of when is it being stolen versus when is it being praised
1: and here's a. I always use weird analogies and metaphors, and you know, might might be. I might take you all the way around the curve to get there, but we're gonna get there. <laughs> but it's almost like if you're a parent and your child starts to date, right? You don't want nobody coming and taking your child because that's what you raise, that's who you love. But if someone comes in the house and loves and respects your child and treats them correctly, you can't still just say get away. You you can't appreciate my you know, because that's not how life works. You can say because then you open the door to all sorts of other people who won't respect and will treat someone differently. So I think it's, and I use that analogy just to say, sometimes you gotta say, okay, I'm here to listen and I can you know, make sure as long as you're treating it right, I ain't got no problems with you. And I also wanna bring back to the point of, if we go back to Bruno Mars, for example, if even, I'll play devil's advocate and say, okay, he's culture appropriating, right? But let's look at how it's affecting the culture, right? I think that even with Leave the Door Open, if we just go with that song, I think that that has inspired so much interest in um, R&B and soul and has made a lot of people probably go back and look up a lot of groups that were popular that Bruno got his inspiration from with him even in interviews naming a lot of people that inspired him so I'm sure there are people who were like oh well let me you know look up this person let me oh Quincy Jones who was that and for people who don't know. And it's like, that's a whole new uh, generation of people who have been inspired and know now about music artists that they like uh, the spinners or just different people that aren't going to be talked about every day in mainstream media, but who contributed a lot to the culture. And that's all happening because of Bruno and his platform. So it's kind of like, okay, even if we do say, yeah, he's appropriating, is it bad fully in that instance? So, and that's what I mean. And I, again, I say that it's more that he's respecting it. And at the end of the day, everybody wants to get their bag. That, you know, that part is, is not anything about a skin tone. That ain't about anything societies. It's just people want to make sure they're taken care of. So yeah, he's making money in the process. He's an artist that, that is what they do. But understanding the impact that someone's had and just being able to be calm and have that conversation, I think is the most, you know, sitting down and being rational about it because I think one of the best traits that people can have and it's something that i try to emulate is it's okay to be wrong one way or the other now we are not wrong in all cases i am not saying that whatsoever but i think we sometimes can jump the gun and kind of we don't want to admit oh yeah maybe i was wrong or maybe i just didn't see your point it's okay to tell somebody that it's okay for you know say say you did feel that way about bruno and i don't we can come in this thing and i can you know bring up all the points as to why you're wrong respectfully and you could be like, you know what, I didn't know that. Now that I see that, I understand your point of view. And we move on. But people get too personally invested in something that's not even, has nothing to do with their life, personally. Um, because me right now, Brenda Mars bag is a lot bigger than mine. So if I was mad at him, me being mad ain't really gonna do that much. Because he's still gonna get his. So, you know, it's just difficult.
0: <laughs> and you're, you're exactly right to hit it on those, like, outgoing points of just that it's okay to be wrong it's okay that how you feel is wrong that's okay that happens like especially when it comes to stuff like this just because like you said we just get so wrapped up in that past trauma and just that anger just that and just lash out and anger, and and, and, it. and it's like that's what makes things worse in all honesty in my opinion that's what makes things worse because there's a time and place to use your emotions but sometimes we have to look at this with reason and i want to
1: say this is one thing that relates to that and this is just something that i always say we as you know black people in general there are a lot of people who stereotype us that want us to step out of our frame and act a fool so they can say look at this this is what I'm talking about. This is why. And they're going to get some people to support them because looking at even if they even if the person's responding naturally and something that they should be upset about. But it's like we have to be if we want progress for ourselves, this is just us working for ourselves, right? We have to be very smart about what we give energy to and give breath to. If we want to get out here and start jumping out the frame with somebody like that, be like if I was in public and I had a disagreement with somebody and I start calling you every name in the book in front of everybody, there's children around because at the end of the day, what's unfortunate, and it's not fair, but we individually are each a representative of our culture when there are, you know, no other examples. And people are watching us. And that's something that I've always been taught. And it goes back to, I think we talked about this in the last podcast that I was on with you, where you you we talked about the statement, you have to be twice as good to get half of. Unfortunately, because of culture, because of all the generational issues that we've had, we are going to be judged a little bit more harshly. And I think that we have to live above that because I know we're better than that. You know what I mean? Like, now don't get me wrong, there are going to be times that somebody spits in your face, or somebody calls you a certain name, pop off. I mean it, you know, do what you got to do. But in a situation where it's people having a conversation, or if it's somebody's appropriating and you just don't like it, just be aware of how you present yourself. Because unfortunately, whether you like it or not, there are going to be some people who look at whatever instance they see you in, and they're going to relate that to every black person they've ever met. And so I think one thing that my family has raised me to understand is just be very aware of how you present yourself because there are a lot of people who are just waiting to capitalize off of it. So I think that's what I mean when I say go that educational route or go the route of having a conversation. If somebody's wrong, dig in that ass if you need to. Don't give them, you know, if it's something they just don't care and they're doing it on purpose, because there are always gonna be people like that, just like you mentioned earlier. But it's about finding the people who can be educated and educate them and finding people who don't want to be in checking them. That's the big difference. And then find it, seeing the people that are just below us, like the little pumps, where it's just like, we don't even need to comment, because you know, there's always going to be somebody that supports it, and we just got to let it do what it's going to do.
0: And I think that's definitely perfect to go out on. It's like use your energy wisely. Like use your education, your knowledge of your history wisely. Yes, protect your life. Go into some things with an open mind and an open heart and come to an understanding, even if you feel like the person's wrong. And like what Jeffrey said with some stuff, no, come for that ass. Yeah. Because like some people yeah, definitely, yeah. please dig in because <laughs> like free dessert. <laughs> definitely go and defend what is ours in some things to it definitely give an understanding and with some things just let it go but thank you for my sponsor Chale Chalet Clothing thank you Jeffrey so much for being on the show again you already know this is season 3 glad to be here I had something else to say. Oh yeah, by there the way, oh yeah, by the way, um, definitely please go listen to the Because of Life podcast with Sidel Curry. For y'all don't know, that's Steph Curry's sister. I recently did an episode with her talking about my mental health journey. So please go give that a listen to. Shout out to her. Big love to her and her production team and everything that everyone does. This has been woke. I've been Aaron. That's been Jeffrey. This has been a wonderful conversation on cultural appropriation. Y'all be safe.